Hello, friends. In this special holiday bonus episode, we'll take a look at a supposed utopia that goes largely ignored all year, and then each December, suddenly everyone is talking about it. It happens every year. Yep, it's the North Pole. Is the North Pole really the utopia it's cracked up to be? Or is Santa Claus a charismatic leader with a dangerous amount of influence over his followers? What about elf labor conditions? And how do we justify the superstar status of one single reindeer when all the other reindeer are just trying to do their jobs? Is there reason for concern about reports of brutal reindeer bullying? There have even been bizarre accounts of children being kidnapped in the middle of the night on a train. We'll talk about all this and more, so pull up your cozy socks and a nice, traditional, but disgusting candy cane. Here we go. We have to start with the big man himself, leader of the remote village compound in the north, Santa Claus. While much of public perception regarding Santa focuses on his altruistic desire to deliver toys to every child on planet Earth once a year, there are also disturbing allegations that he may in fact engage in multiple forms of coercive control. Much like many of the world's dictators, he's famed to keep a list of enemies to be punished, widely known as the Naughty List. The unlucky denizens of this comprehensive and, frankly, invasive list can sometimes be targeted in alarming home invasions in which their socks are left stuffed with coal. An ominous warning of being punished again next year should the recipient choose to continue the unwanted behaviors. As for this naughty list, Exactly how Santa conducts such widespread and comprehensive surveillance is unknown. I believe further investigation of these serious allegations is warranted, but until more is known about these operations, all we have is rumor and innuendo. Another seemingly harmless star of the alternative community known as North Pole is radioactive reindeer freak Rudolph, If you've never heard of Rudolph, he's just like a regular flying reindeer, but he has a noticeably glowing red nose. It's like a clown, so if you get creeped out by clowns, you won't like Rudolph. Trust me on that. The origins of this radioactive glow in the nasal region is unknown. Was there a radioactive accident that went unreported in this community? A nuclear plant may explain how the community meets its astronomical energy needs with toy factories operating 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and millions upon millions of festive string lights illuminating the entire town. The task of keeping every elf home toasty and cozy in extreme cold temperatures year-round also puts a strain on their energy grid. If there was an accident, Were residents subjected to radioactive fallout without notifying the proper authorities? It has even been said that Santa has disallowed Geiger counters in the community and any elf, reindeer, or polar bear caught with the banned devices can be severely punished. While the details of the possible radioactive accident remain unknown, one thing that does seem to be substantiated 
is the historical record of Rudolph's bullying by fellow flying reindeer. It is very interesting to me that this much maligned reindeer somehow rose to fame and success after being publicly backed by the group's leader himself, Santa Claus. Would the other reindeer have stopped laughing and calling him names had there not been a public declaration of support for Rudolph by compound leadership? Perhaps it is justified that the bullying reindeer were put in their place. Or perhaps they were simply trying to raise the alarm about the nuclear accident and were punished and silenced by Santa Claus by being demoted. It's hard to say, but I always find reports of bullying to be highly disturbing. I believe it's indicative of a toxic culture, regardless of the status of the participants. Perhaps the aspect of the North Pole that many find most disturbing is the alternative group's apparent focus on targeting kids. While the North Pole's residents themselves may not have much of a choice as to whether to follow Santa's diktats, the children of the world seem particularly vulnerable to Santa's methods of coercion. Many children have even been known to write letters to Santa Claus and his staff at the North Pole justifying their actions over the past year and pleading for the rewards they've been convinced should be coming to them. Over the years, Santa Claus has honed this method of control to be very effective in manipulating children into performing what he considers to be desirable behaviors and discouraging those he considers to be undesirable behaviors. Most parents would balk at almost any other adult disciplining their child without their permission. But in the case of Santa Claus, the children's devotion to the dogma set out by the North Pole group can be very difficult to counteract, even by the most dedicated of parents. I believe one of the reasons that so many parents allow Santa Claus to set the rules for their children's behavior is that, at least on the surface, it does tend to line up with what most parents would consider to be good and desirable behavior. But there's one more way in which children are targeted, and I believe this to be the most disturbing. As shown in the eye-opening documentary film, The Polar Express, famed train conductor Tom Hanks rolls up to a private home in his train and tricks a young child into joining him on a ride to an undisclosed location. Because the child was a minor at the time of filming, his name will remain confidential. The film documents a harrowing trip to the North Pole compound where the child receives a small and useless token of holiday spirit. While the item itself, a jingle bell, seems harmless, the child is pressured to keep the entire experience a secret from his own parents. The tale is disturbing, but we can be thankful for the positive resolution of the documentary in which the child returned home safely to his family unharmed. Parents, how would you feel if a stranger gave your child a gift and instructed the child having traveled thousands of miles in a single evening to keep it a secret from you? Would you be comfortable with your child taking a ride with Tom Hanks on a train, which, by the way, crashes multiple times, without your permission or even your knowledge? 
some might consider a free train ride to be a high-pressure or even manipulative recruitment tactic designed to target those most vulnerable to the allure of riding on a train. Lastly, let's take a look at operations within the community itself. The vast majority of residents at the North Pole compound are elves, and it is not widely understood exactly why the North Pole's beliefs and lifestyle are so attractive to this particular group. It seems likely that the wide availability of jobs in the toy-making sector is what initially attracted these elves to the group. But once the elves took the jobs on offer, were they coerced into working ever longer hours to meet brutal and unrealistic production deadlines by December 25th? These factory jobs are repetitive and involve working with dangerous tools and machinery, as detailed in the Polar Express documentary. Many manufacturing jobs benefit from a strong labor union to prevent employer abuses. While the exact details of North Pole work contracts are unknown, there is no official record of a labor union for this particular group of workers. In fact, disturbingly, it is unknown whether these workers are even paid. The elves appear jolly, but as we've learned in previous episodes, sometimes an overly cheerful facade can be hiding a very dark reality for members trapped in a rigid ideological group. There is so much mystery shrouding the conditions these compound residents and workers live under that we have to ask ourselves, are there elves crying out for help to escape? Or are they really as jolly as they seem? Are fine handcrafted toys made at volume and distributed once a year really their passion? Or is it their religion, brutally enforced by the big man in red? While exact circumstances of the residents and workers at the North Pole remain fuzzy at best, we do know that the community is extremely productive and provides a needed service in the production of toys for children. Perhaps things are not as sinister as rumors may suggest. The answers to these questions and so many others are largely shrouded in mystery due to the highly secretive nature of this alternative community and their private, difficult-to-reach location. If and until we learn more, I think it's likely that the group will continue to operate with impunity and attract more devoted adherents. Thanks for listening to this special holiday bonus episode. Happy holidays. If you're lonely this holiday season, missing gathering with friends or family during the pandemic, or grieving for a loved one you lost this year to COVID or another cause, my heart is with you. Check the show notes for mental health resources and hotline phone numbers. Please stay safe out there, and I'll see you all next year. 